brings it to us. Good evening. Happy Lord's Day. My name is Ross, and I'm a member here at Bethany Baptist Church. If you have your Bibles, turn them to Jeremiah chapter 31. Once again, that's Jeremiah chapter 31. We're going to be working through verse 33. If this is your first time opening a Bible, or if you don't have a Bible, there's a hardcover Bible, black hardcover Bible in front of the chair in front of you. It'll be on page 698. Jeremiah 31, verse 33. Hear God's word as he speaks to us now. Instead... This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days. The Lord's declaration. I will put my teaching within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. May the word of the Lord dwell richly within us. Let's pray. Lord, give us an anchor for our souls in the midst of discouragement, in the midst of sin. Give us an anchor for our souls through your word. We want to grow in our joy in you. Lord, give us hearts ready to welcome your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So Jeremiah is often known as the weeping prophet, and understandably so. He was a prophet in one of the most difficult times of Israel's history. He prophesied during the fall of Jerusalem and the captivity of Babylon. Really, Jeremiah prophesied or preached to a revitalizing situation. Israel was unresponsive to God's word. The phrase, the word of the Lord, shows up 157 times in the book of Isaiah because the Lord had a lot to say to the people of Israel during that time. Jeremiah comes with the word of the Lord over and over again, and there is no repentance. Israel refuses to listen to the Lord and to listen to his word. And in the midst of Israel's rebellion, Yahweh offers hope. This is what we pick up in our text today. My main goal is that you would have two phrases that would anchor you as you fight sin. Two anchors that will hold you down as you wage war against sin in your life. When you feel like sinning, when you feel like sin has won and you're losing, my prayer is that these two phrases would anchor you down in the Lord. Here are the two. His teaching is written in our hearts. The second one is they will be my people. The first anchor is that his teaching is written in our hearts. And the second one is that they will be my people. Brothers and sisters, these two phrases have done a load of good in my life this last two days. And my hope is that it would be doing the same for you tonight. So let's look back down at the text and let's read a portion of it again. 
Instead, this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, the Lord's declaration. When you see the word instead here, we have to think instead of what? One verse 32, Jeremiah speaks of the covenant that was made with their ancestors. Instead of this, there will be this new covenant. This is the new covenant they're looking forward to. This is the hope. This is the anchor for Israel in the midst of their sin and rebellion. This was their future hope. And now in our sin and rebellion, this is our present hope. This is our present reality. So what is this new covenant? Look back down at the text as we read the first part of it, or the first promise. I will put my teaching within them and write it on their hearts. Here it is. Here's the first anchor for our souls. Yahweh writes his teaching or his law on our hearts. In the old covenant, God wrote his law on stone tablets. But in the new covenant, God writes his law on his people's hearts. He puts his teaching within us. The idea here is that obedience is no longer an external obligation, but an internal desire. Obedience is no longer an external captive, but an internal disposition. Romans 7, 6 has this similar idea. But now we have been released from the law since we have died to what held us so that we may serve in newness of the spirit and not in the old letter of the law. God in the new covenant puts his teaching within us. He, he writes the, the law on our hearts. Did you miss that? Yahweh writes the law on your heart. He puts a teaching within you. Ezekiel 36 26 to 27 says, I, Yahweh, will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will place my spirit within you and cause you to follow my statutes and carefully obey my ordinances. Brothers and sisters, you must obey God. Yet God causes you to obey him. God took out your heart of stone and gave you a heart of flesh. He gives you the spirit. He writes the law on your heart. Brothers and sisters, that's the anchor for our soul tonight. We fight sin with the laws written on our hearts in the power of the Holy Spirit. Here it is again. We fight sin with the laws written on our hearts in the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a freedom in our fight with sin that grounds us and stabilizes us. We fight as conquerors, not because we conquered, but because Christ conquered. Piper said at T4G, the only sin we can conquer is conquered sin. The only sin we can conquer is conquered sin. So to the 142 members of Bethany Baptist Church, I hope that this would be an encouragement to you as you call other members out in their sin. You have agreed to restore one another through discipline. And honestly, that can be a difficult task. Yet the encouragement here is that you and the other church member have God's law on your hearts. And the spirit is within both of you. They may be initially defensive when you correct them. But their disposition will be one where they want to grow in the Lord. The Holy Spirit works in them. And that's an encouragement for us. That frees us to correct one another, knowing that we all want to grow in the Lord. 
knowing that his law is on our hearts. Okay, so that's the first anchor for our souls, is that the law is written on our hearts. The second anchor for our souls is that he is our God. If you would, look back down with me at the text. I will be their God, and they will be my people. What a glorious verse in the midst of our sin and discouragement. What a glorious verse in the midst of Israel's sin and discouragement. We will be his people. We are his people because we are in Christ. In the midst of our sin and repentance, we never need to wonder if God is still our God. We never need to wonder if we are still his people. This is the promise of the new covenant. He is our God. This week in the midst of my sin and repentance, this phrase has been an anchor for my soul. He is our God and we are his people. There is not one ounce of effort I can put in that will make him more my God. There's no one ounce of wrong I can do to make him less my God. I will be their God and they will be my people. There is not one ounce of effort I can put in that will make him more my God. There is not one ounce of wrong I can do to make him less my God. I will be their people and they will be my, I will be their God and they will be my people over and over again, reminding myself that he is my God, that we are his people. Not if I work harder, not if I'm more obedient, not if I sin less, not if I'm a better parent, not if I'm a better spouse, not if I'm a better student, not if I'm a better child, not if I'm a better worker at work, no ifs. I will be their God and they will be my people. He is our God and we are his people. If you're not a Christian here today, it's hard for me to say this, but you need to hear this. He is not your God. He was not my God, and that's bad news. God is the holy creator, and he created us to worship and enjoy him, yet we decide to disregard him in our lives. We refuse to acknowledge him in our lives. We wrong God, and we are separated from God, but God in his mercy, even when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, made us alive together in Christ, if we would turn from our sins and turn to him. Jesus lives the sinless life you and I should have lived and died the death you and I deserved on the cross. And on the third day, he rose victorious over sin and death. Now God is calling you if you're not a Christian through my voice, to turn from your sins and turn to Jesus. Trojan, listen up. Yahweh is not your God if you have not turned from your sins and turned to Jesus. You are not his people. But there's an invitation to do so right now. Would you like Yahweh to be your God? Would you like him? Would you like to be his people? Would you like to join our church family? Turn from your sins and turn to Jesus. Let's conclude with this. 
Brothers and sisters, we are wretched sinners. We, like Israel, often marginalize God in our lives. We are unresponsive to his word. We neglect his word. The word of the Lord comes to us, and we would rather have the gifts of God rather than the giver himself. Yet there was one man who always perfectly obeyed God. Never once did he disobey God. Never once did he disregard or marginalize God in his life. He was always responsive to his father's voice. Yet on the cross, Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And darkness hung over him. Our Lord Jesus hung in darkness. Instead of having the law written on his heart, the people shouted at him, saying, you can save others, but you can't save yourself. His inscription read, King of the Jews. This was not a declaration of his royalty, but one declaring his deception. His inscription, his writing was one of mockery. Our Lord Jesus bore the sins of this world so that we, his, so that we can be his people. So that his word would be written on our hearts. So that we would have the spirit living within us. So that in the midst of our sins, we would remember that we are his people. Let's pray. Father, take this word. Take these two phrases from Jeremiah 31. Take the two promises of the new covenant and plant it deep in our souls so that in the midst of our sin and discouragement, we would have a ballast, we would have something that we can stand on, we can have a foundation, that in the midst of pain and suffering, when we are confused as to what you're doing, we can see your heart, we can see our identity in you, that we can trust that your spirit is within us and working in us, and that you have written your law on our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to take the next three minutes now to share a takeaway, and then we're going to close with a song. So um, if you're a guest here, feel free not to, you don't have to join a conversation, you can just listen in on conversation with those around you.